Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacks Friends with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo. Yes. Out here. Friends is back friends together. Is back, baby. We out here. Out here. The full furnace. With all the fire. Come blah, on. blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. It's a bit lacking with the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... Bad I'm, boys, baby. I'm multitasking. Yeah, distracted. I'm not distracted, I'm multitasking. So disrespectful to our listeners. Peter was waiting for this, you know. Peter was waiting for this. It's okay, bro. Anyway, come on, Peter, stay focused. Um, <laughs> so, who's in the hot seat this week? Uh, looks uh, like I am. Yes. Come on, let me get my phone. I'll Bruh. go first. I wrote this I am, down. I'm actually shook. I wrote this down. All right, so. Yo, I'm, I'm in Romans, yeah. I'm in Romans. You're in Romans. I'm, I'm in Revelations right now. Revelations is like, so. I, what I recognize is, yeah, um, I don't care about Revelations. <laughs> like, <laughs> Revelations is the one book in the Bible that I really don't care about. Mm. Um, and my mindset behind it is, I'm having enough trouble trying to live godly right now, let alone thinking about what's about to happen next. Mm. So I'm like, let me let me focus on, um, as Paul says, God has given us all, I think Peter, God has given us all pertaining to a life of godliness and the knowledge of Christ. So let me wrestle with that, knowing that as I wrestle with that, whatever's going to happen afterwards is going to take care of itself. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, with Revelations, it's cool, but i got problems right now, yeah? <laughs> Uh, this person is like getting on my nerves and I I'm trying to think about get the mind of Christ and not slap them out um, yeah, let, me, let me just also preface because <laughs> you sound like you're ready um, I've got a top level understanding of revelations like mm. I haven't gone into it and it's one of the things on the list that I really need yeah. to get into so. I think the reason that I'm excited to pitch the question to you is because I know that you're at you're generally excited about stuff like this Absolutely. Yeah. so I'm just like it'll be good to kind of see yeah. your perspective um, it'll be good to see what books excite Robert actually. Songs of Solomon. Hey, yeah. 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 what New Testament books excite Robert? Should I say <laughs> theology? There, <laughs> the New Songs of Solomon <laughs> <laughs> remix. <laughs> um, um, sit down, sit down, Leah. So, um, oh, she wants a mic. So the question is based on Revelations where it says um, John speaks about the New Jerusalem. Mm, okay. As it comes down from heaven, he says that the New Jerusalem has 12 foundations and they are the apostles. Um, and it, stu it stood out to me because I was like, I would have thought it would have been the 12 tribes. Okay. Because Jerusalem was built on like the Jewish nation as the 12 tribes. Mm. Um so I would have thought that the New Jerusalem would have been built on the 12 tribes rather than the 12 apostles, um, which <laughs> which leans almost to the question that Robert asked. I'm not sure if he asked it in the podcast, but is there a correlation between the 12 apostles and the 12 tribes in terms of like New Covenant kind of over to... Um, not Sorry, could you repeat that, that, that? The question that Robert posed a while ago in terms of is there a correlation between the 12 apostles and the 12 um, tribes. tribes of um, Israel? Mm -hmm. so and we were like we don't necessarily want to make that fixed um, correlation mm. but also my question is with I'm wondering with New Jerusalem mm -hmm. being founded on the apostles does that is there then an inference 
to the Jews or those who would be um, considered Jews within the New Jerusalem, being those, <laughs> being those found, being those found in the faith of Abraham, because Paul was like, it's not, it's not everyone who's born out of Abraham's seed is actual is is Israel, mm. but rather those of his faith. Mm. Because even it was even before he was circumcised, he was still the father of faith, and it's everyone that's found in his faith. And so, would those found in his faith then be counted as Jewish or within the New Jerusalem? And knowing that Jesus said that even Abraham longed to see his day, and his faith was almost into Jesus. Yeah. And so, does that then mean that it will be the Christians who will then be the new Jerusalem. Jews in the New Jerusalem? Got you. Well, I think I think I've got you anyway. Um, so I think my, 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 so again, <coughs> a, a listener's apologies if you yeah. didn't know, she's a karaoke in a way. Church gave us these, um, blow up mics today and she, she was, she just gassed with them and she's seen us holding our mics and she's like, yeah, she wants yeah, to be involved. scared of the action. And it yeah. matches my mic. It's both green. It actually does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so. My my understanding of the New Jerusalem, my my understanding of the New Jerusalem has actually been challenged recently. Okay. Ooh. Um, in that, <laughs> in that, uh, someone pointed out um, its relevance in or its relevance to the uh, millennium and and like where it stands mm. with the whole rapture thing. Mm. Um, and so I know I need to go and study it a bit more because mm. I, I realize I didn't have that great an idea of what it is however just in in terms of asking about the jews in new jerusalem i think before christ almost i think everyone you know out of abraham the patriarchs israel at least those that died anyway if i'm correct in my understanding of the rapture they will also be caught up or that are asleep so Mm. they will also be part of the people caught up in Christ because as you said, Abraham and them lot were looking to Christ. Mm. We are at a position where we're looking back at mm. Christ. So I think they are almost in similar position to where we are, mm. just in the terms of being on either side of Christ yeah. thirty three years yeah. on earth. And so I think everyone all of those guys that, you know, they they serve God under the Jew uh, under the judges or the kings um, or the patriarchs of any form yeah I think they all fall into there is now no Jew or no Gentile yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. so in that new Jerusalem I think we all have level playing field because I think what the foundation of the apostles um, represents is the apostles served that dispensation where Christ was amongst us mm. and, and that new or, or that new covenant so I think they being the foundation and not the tribe of Israel mm. removes that um, distinction that was there before Christ mm. between Jews and Gentiles mm-hmm. um, and says, yes. no, what Christ has done, Christ's work is finished. This is what the new um, convention is. Mm. We're all, there's no Jew, no Gentile, there's no male or female, yeah. there's no higher 
in uh, Christ. So we're all one. Mm. So I think that just because the apostles are the foundation, which to me says Christ's ministry is the foundation mm -hmm. of, the, of New, Gen uh, New Jerusalem, those preceding Christ and those after Christ, so long as they looked to Christ, mm -hmm. whether by faith, because I don't know if Abraham and them had the name Christ. Yeah. They had son of man, one like a son of man, yeah. an angel of the Lord. Yeah. Um, or whether we, you know, on our side, where we do have mm -hmm. the history of the man Christ, yeah. we're all the same. And then I think after the rapture, there's the, I think it's 144,000 or Jehovah Witnesses might say different. <laughs> um, that's... The elders. Yeah. The, well, the, there's the ones that the two prophets will be sent to, mm -hmm. um, who will be killed and left in the streets. Yeah. Um, and I think that's all to do with, that's like the Jewish or, or the Jews final sort of mm. interaction with God. And then, you know, then we cast away. And yeah. Cause it, it's, yeah. and the interesting thing again, that I read from the narrative is from the biblical narrative is <clears throat> not all who are natural descendants of Abraham are, yeah. are the intended um, or included in the Jewish lineage or who are the true Israel. Yeah. yeah. And it was very much like God uh, repeated in the Old Testament saying like, like I've abandoned them, but there's a remnant that I've yeah. saved to myself and stuff like yeah. that. And just almost re-emphasizing the, the, the notion of those who are found no, not trusting in their righteousness, but in the righteousness of God that, yeah. and who is Jesus. Yeah. So it's like they're trusting in that, yeah. in the acts of Jesus, even though, as you said, not having the words for it. Yeah. And so I found it very interesting where it's just like, sometimes it could be almost understood or presented that, oh, you're Jewish, you're cool. Like, yeah, you're under some sort yeah. of, like, Different invisible, yeah, yeah. Like, it does, but it's like, no. If you actually adhere to the faith of, of your forefathers, of everything where it's just like, your righteousness is not of your own, like, Abraham gave up his son, trusting that regardless, we've got to be able to give him back to him mm. before the act of circumcision and all of them things there. And it was just like, cool. Circumcision was a indicator of the faith they already had um but then it was handed down almost in hopes that you would inherit yeah um the the faith as well so yeah that's all just like cool and i think you're almost along the same lines as me in terms of whether pre post during is those who are found in the faith yeah um, of a righteousness apart from themselves mm. trusting in god for who he is who's then going to determine who they are yeah. um which essentially the manifestation of that is Jesus. Yeah. Um, then kind of goes into it. So yeah, it's um, it's interesting. As I said, I'm not yeah. too gun ho about my understanding and stuff. I'm just yeah, like, ah, same. so, so yeah, long same. as I live a righteous, a righteous life by faith, yeah. um, in grace. Yeah. Regardless of whatever happens, I, I trust that I'll be good. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I've got a lot of studying to do. Mm. Yeah. Cool. All right, Robert. Cool. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> so um, my question relates to the book of Job um, just the interaction between Leia now give us a second please give us a second um, the interaction between God and Job where, no God God and the devil where um, God says you can do whatever you want to um, Job mm. but you can't take his life yeah and I think we can infer to that that the devil has the power to kill people oh yeah how how many deaths do you think that happen in the world can be attributed to the devil? The devil. Oh. Oof. Oh. 
In, 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 well, okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm giving I'm giving a philosophical answer in that the devil by the serpent brought, well, caused mm. Eve and Adam to sin and thus death into the world. Yeah. Therefore, by extension, he's responsible for all. However, I, I'm I'm presuming you're actually asking how many people have been killed. Yeah, by yeah. The almost devil. like directly. Yeah, yeah directly just like how um, all of Job's children were killed. Because of, because of so yeah. maybe I can count those guys because those are recorded. <laughs> those are recorded instances. Um, but I, I can't, I can't remember if anywhere in the Bible, outside of that passage, um, if there, there's any account of someone being killed directly by Satan. Um, obviously, I think I think there's somewhere where it says. Satan entered uh, Caiaphas or so something along those lines, or, or Satan's influenced them to to crucify Jesus. Mm. Um, but again, that was always planned. Yeah. I think. That, you know, I, I, sorry, no, I, I think I would have to chime in and just say, the devil has no direct ability to kill to kill, but rather the ability to influence another person to kill. Mm. So, in terms of Adam and Eve, he didn't physically shove apple into it was a it was like there was an influence yeah, yeah and the influence picked up on a desire within eve's heart already yeah. and so that's why even um james is like god doesn't um when we're tempted it doesn't come from god but it comes from when we're led astray by our own oh, desires, desires yeah. and the enemy is able to pick up on our own desires and so even in the death of job's family he used other people who were going around conquering and stealing things mm. to actually bring those about now i know that for one there was like a, a wind that kind of stirred up and either his sheep or whatever it might have been like a wind and then the house collapsed on his sons i can't yeah. remember but so that that would be an interesting point to kind of see his control over the elements yeah. well, um, even, even there even there you can see there were and I like what you brought up about um, being led astray by our own lust and mm. our own sin because even there he was using Job's, there, there was a self-righteousness mm. to Job and so he would wake up and he'd give sacrifices for his sons and daughters just in case, mm. you know, and, and there was a self-righteousness which God addressed later on. Um, so it was almost like he probably wouldn't have killed the, the son if they weren't a... a, a, a a point of contention with Job mm. in that he had a self-righteousness regarding them. Mm. And so it became another way for yeah. the enemy to, 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 to get to. Yeah. So, uh, and outside of that, outside of that, um, um, instance, um, that I don't think there's any recording of the, the enemy actually going to kill someone. And like mm. you said, I don't, I don't think he actually has the power to do that, yeah. to actually kill someone like stand in front of you and kill you. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, he can influence. And also those who, for whatever reason, give their bodies up to be possessed by demons. And so um, the guy that went to, uh, I, who who was it that went to cast out a demon? And demon was like, well, Seven sons of Skeever. <laughs> Jesus on. we know. And <laughs> Paul, Paul we've heard of. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? And they got beaten. If they got killed, you know, obviously I think yeah, you know, the devil would have done yeah. that, or the demon would have done that through the human being. But yeah, I don't think they have. I don't think the devil. Has yeah, because even in the case of physically um, Judas, it said the devil entered into him and ah, yeah. then so found opportunity yeah. to then go crucify him yeah. and stuff like that. So there's very much that the it's almost like susceptible to his influence. Yeah, and 
susceptible to his influence and then act upon it, but it's not necessarily contrary to what we would do anyways mm. because he's tugging on our own impulses. Mm. So the same way that one person would be tempted to steal money and another person would be tempted to cheat on his wife, there's both different temptations that kind of stem from within themselves. Mm. So the person tempted to cheat on his wife might not be tempted to steal money. Mm. Mm. Just different vices. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I don't think the enemy has the direct power to harm any of us outside of the will of God. But I think he more so uses influence. He influences other people and just kind of tickles their own desires within there and stirs it up and then reacts on that. So so with that said, I do know that there (coughs) are... um, That demons and and devils are fallen angels Mm. um, of different rank because, Mm. you know, there's differences in, in, in angels. So... I also know that there are angels that have physically killed thousands. Mm. God was sent an angel in time of Lot. God sent an angel and he physically yeah. blinded yeah. them. And you know, there have been angels that have been sent to literally destroy people. Yeah. So even the angel um, of death during yeah. Pharaoh, they exactly. killed all the firstborn. Yeah. yeah. So so if there are angels that are able to physically kill people, I would imagine there are also fallen angels that are able to do that but again i think there's that caveat of god's will mm. um and it doesn't seem anywhere in the literature to say that god gives them any sort of ability to do anything physical mm. uh, it more so occurs in the spiritual realm where they're able to maybe scare or taunt or you know terrorize or whatever yeah. so paul says we don't wrestle against flesh yeah. and blood but against infirmities um uh, in high places so i think there is that element there was the um, the territorial sort of demon with the Prince of Persia yeah. that was able to stop um, Daniel's prayers being answered. So there, there are things occurring in the spiritual. But again, I think even when he wanted to try and, or when the devil wanted to try and end Daniel, it wasn't like I'm sending demons to come and then attack yeah. you. Yeah. It wasn't going to influence. It wasn't the, one Nollywood film. Just <laughs> <laughs> demons you know, in front of your front your front room, just like what well, yeah, on. I'm going to influence the ministers. Yeah, they're going to try and trap you and then and put you in a line. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I don't, cool. I don't think, yeah. And I find, I find, just to add to that as well, I find it interesting that within the biblical narrative, we um, see almost like a misunderstanding of. So, I, exactly as Peter was saying, that there's a spiritual, I, I personally believe that everything there's a link between the spiritual and the physical. So, yeah. if, if there's a spiritual death, you see the physical manifestations. Mm. Um, but there's a there's an understanding or there has <coughs> has been an understanding within the biblical narrative where whenever God says something, the people have un- tried to understand it literally. Yeah. So in terms of Adam and Eve, eat of the fruit and you will die. We we can see that there was almost that literal understanding of now you will physically die without recognizing that there was a spiritual death which resulted in a physical death. Yeah. And so spiritually they died, but that took a while to then manifest physically. physically yeah. Um, which is even grace as well like, yeah. yeah I think yeah. yeah and when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and stuff he would say something and they're like uh, none can enter the kingdom of heaven apart from them being born again yeah. and the guy just took it literally how can I, I enter, enter my, my yeah, room, yeah to be born again without recognizing that he was speaking about a spiritual rebirth yeah um, so yeah there's there's that um Mama make sure that his his thing caught the Pokemon and not mine, you know. You're a pagan. You're You got it. You're a pagan. You got the ticket. So yeah. Um <laughs> This this deviates so quickly from like one deeply spiritual conversation to Pokemon. Um so, yeah. <laughs> even if 
the enemy, the devil was to cause a spiritual death, there will be physical implications mm. eventually. Um, so, so I'm even wondering in terms of Job's situation, how did he cause the illness? Mm. I think given by, by well, I think it's, it's unique because he was given specific permission. Yeah. To yeah. attack the body, if that makes yeah. sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if if it was he that she was able to con you know create send a mosquito or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to influence um, biology, physically, yeah. physicality um, directly. Mm. Quite simply because he'd been given yeah, that, given that yeah, given yeah. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, but I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but so yeah, yeah. that was a tag team answer to your question because I find it fascinating as well. Cool. That's cool. All right. Um, oh, hot seat. <laughs> it was. Hey, today's one was actually fairly, yeah. fairly good. And surprisingly so, because Robert was not even like paying attention. Fam, imagine if I was paying attention. We on a whole different level. Anyway, let's. So I'm you just admitted that you weren't paying attention during the first half of the and podcast. You know, you know. Of course, oh, listeners, apologies, apologies, sir. Of course. Anyway, and now, and now everyone knows why you weren't paying attention. Because I was playing Pokemon. <laughs> A man was catching Pokemon. Yeah, say it with your chest, yeah? I'm going to say it with my chest. <laughs> like the guy wearing the Naruto headband. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the <laughs> next level thing. All right, so let's get into it today. So as you know, guys, Christmas is coming up. Ooh, Merry Christmas. Uh, 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 Eighth of December. Uh, 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 I've got two weeks. Hey, fam, like, weeks. Leia's already got her advent calendar opening up every day. Rock. <laughs> 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 Keep your name out, but out your mouth, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you, not to you. Um, <laughs> from the attitude is on a hundred. Hey, this this is what this is what this is what school does to your kids, yeah. Oh, and then you have to start like firefighting these things. Um, <laughs> but yeah. She's got an advent calendar already, so it's literally like a daily countdown. Nice. Comes back from school. What day is it today? Opening the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you guys believe in advent then? No, it's just chocolate for her. No, nah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was sending. I was sending. Because <laughs> I know you guys were sent for me when we put our Christmas tree. Yep, pagans. <laughs> well, I, I've, I, I've been doing this series at church where yeah, we... But you are a pagan, so... Oh, mad. <laughs> Wow. Man said, I've been doing this series at church. He was like, yeah, you are a pagan. Wow. Man just quoted your whole church. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's cool. Well, you guys had the Wicker Angels stuff up last week. The Wicker Angels? Yeah. It's not Wicker Angels blood. It's angels made out of sticks. It looked kind of interesting to me. <laughs> Bro, I just went into the attic, saw the deck, whatever decorations. I took away whichever ones I found. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're actually a pagan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so oh, guerrilla tactics. Okay, so with Advent, no, with Christmas, <laughs> with Christmas comes like all the Christmas good stuff, mm. including the carols. Yeah. Um, I don't think Christmas carols are the best, but I think that one of the best songs, like one of the best Christian songs, is a Christmas carol, even though it's not a contemporary one. Before you go into your point about Christmas, did anyone see John Barrowman singing? Um, who? John Barrowman. No, no. I don't even know who that is. Oh, he's. Um, hey, can you power down my DS, my, my Switch, please? I was going to catch some more Pokemon. Do you guys watch? Um, did you guys ever watch Arrow at all? No. Did you watch Doctor Who? No. No. Okay, he's a gay guy essentially, and he was singing this. Uh, he was singing. Um, he was singing any carol, and it was one like one reference in Christ mm. specifically, 
I don't think he believes. Mm. Um, so I obviously I was just like I, I felt I felt a certain way about it. Mm. But you guys don't know the person, so we're well, just playing a part in it. He is just playing a part, isn't it? It's, but I don't know. I felt I felt away. I felt mm. away anyway. But, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. Anyway, yeah. So I think that the best Christmas song mm. slash best gospel song, mm. Mary, did you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think like lyrically, it's just got too many bars, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I feel like that's a song that should be sung all year round. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And like, I can't understand why Christmas songs are only sang at Christmas, because you can sing about Christ's birth <coughs> throughout the year in the same way you could, you could sing about His death throughout the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, the one, <laughs> the one Christmas song that I really do like, and we actually, as a group in different worship circles and stuff, we sing it throughout the year, is "Come Let Us Adore Him." Yeah. Mm. Just like yeah, like you can dock it if you want. Oh no, sorry, no, and I, I, I charge my phone. But yes, yeah, so, no, Mary, Mary, did you know? I don't know the words to that. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This sleeping child you're holding, no, this this child that you delivered would soon deliver you. That's a bar right there. Mm. And just, it just bars like bars and that. And yeah, so I think that, that we should commission that song to be sung all year round. But that's not what I want to talk about today. Mm. Um, I was having a conversation with someone who made, who made, a, who made a really in, interesting comment about worship songs. Mm. And he was saying how, um, like, when we sing songs, it's the one part of Christianity where we are not held accountable for the words that we are saying or singing. By the general populace, yeah. 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 Do you think that we should be held accountable? <laughs> yeah. Say that again? We're not held accountable by who? By by society? Or? Well, that's, that's what I was saying, by the general populace. So yeah. the, mo- the majority of people don't really seem to care about the lyrics. So like you could sing all the worship songs and not feel the need to act out anything that you're singing. <laughs> Mm. If, if, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. yeah. In the same way, like someone can make make a, like like a declaration, and say that I'm not going to do X Y Z, I'm going to do X Y Z for God. Mm. Yeah. And like if they said that and they don't do it, then you'd be like, "Rah!" But you said, yeah. But in the same way, if if they sing it, they're not held to that. But you just sang that, mm. so why are you doing that? Mm. Yeah. Lord, but, I give you my heart, and then just yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, I think uh, so. The reason now I, I specifically said by the general populace is because I think even here. We we are we're a lot more uh, over here. We're a lot more um, critical of it because I know, like Mo even has an issue with reckless love. Mm. That song <laughs> because because of the semantics of of what rec- reckless actually means. Yeah. Um. And and if they had just said relentless love, would have been a different situation. Relax. We're not going into that now. <laughs> um. But no, I do think I do think I do think people should be held accountable to it because I think it goes to spe- it speaks to, um. Well it speaks to the heart of worship itself and, and whether or not you actually mean what mm. you're saying, you know, and it's not just a, um, it's not just a, uh, it's not just on show, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, so I, I think, I think, I think we should, and I think it would be beneficial if churches actually made a point of it and, and said, look, 
we're Thank not just you. singing this. We're not just saying this. We we mean this, and and I actually go into some of it. And I think it also goes to show some of the some of the songs we sing aren't really. No, they're not really that. No. Well written, anyway. Well, it's not what sense. Well, so I, I'm coming from an African church where sometimes they just make up a song on the go, mm. uh, and you know you can tell that there's there hasn't been much. There hasn't been much. Like you know when you're writing a piece, you're writing a poem, right? yeah. And you can tell when someone has put like effort into it and and they've thought about it and they they they're speaking from the heart. They mean what they're saying. Um, I think we don't. We sometimes or more often than not, we don't see that with worship. We we don't see apart from like the the bigger bigger names the the more um, established guys. Again, speaking as someone who comes from an African church, where sometimes they'll just make up a song on the fly. Um, I think that lack of effort put into the writing process or put into the production of the song is then manifested by people singing it and not really meaning it. But if it's a spontaneous song, do you think you should be held to that? Oh same? no, that's spontaneous worship. But again, again, like I, I find, like Kim Walker, I think does a lot of spontaneous. Worship Shout out to Kim Walker. And you'll notice that even though it's spontaneous, there's still there's still thought. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah, I think even though it's like the best spontaneous worship songs are an ov- overflow of your heart's posture. Yeah. And so like it, re- it will reflect something of your convictions, okay. something of where you're at or what you intend to do. Um, during my study, I came across this description of worship, um, song worship anyways, where it's you are declaring the posture you hope you um, you want your heart to be in mm. rather okay. than the the posture your heart is actually in. And this is like a, a crude paraphrasing. So it's almost like you are singing for what you hope will happen. For singing for what yeah. you'd hope will happen rather than always singing for the position you're actually in. Okay. And so sometimes you may be in a dire position, but you're um, singing about God's provision, mm. and it's almost like a prayerful singing that, like, I know that my God is a provider. Oh, you get, you get David literally saying, "Oh, my soul, rejoice!" Yeah, like, yeah. And so it's, it's almost like it's almost not necessarily working your heart up, but it's building your faith within a certain place. Mm. And so some people may have problems with their dad, but will sing, "He's a good, good father," and it's almost uh, like reflecting. That nah, regardless of whatever's happening with my earthly father, God is a good father. Mm. And they're still are. gonna have to deal are. work through those sets of relationships and stuff. Mm. But it's almost like a projection into the future or a declaration as um, to a heart posture they seek to get to. Mm. So rather than a place that they're at, they're already at. Now the the songwriter may have already been at that place or may have gone through some certain things that had then revealed God to them in that, in that way as they've written it, but it um, resonates with others and they almost, it's almost like a prayer. Mm-hmm. So they're worshiping God, but praying to get something at the same time. So even like oceans, leave me where my, like with place without borders, like half of the people singing out won't necessarily be happy if they go to them places. <laughs> <laughs> that there's, there's, there's oceans, there's a song by Trip Lee which was essentially like, oh, uh, you know, um, it, was, it, was, it was almost like sending out a challenge, like, you know, I'm, I'm on fire for God, devil, let's go, kind of thing. 
um, the song like uh, Ready Aim Fire by Marlon Music mm. that again is like you know I feel obviously maybe he was, when I was writing it he felt so in love with God he's yeah. saying to the devil you know yeah take your shots I'm good mm. <laughs> some of those songs I hesitate to sing <laughs> because because I think about it's like am I really am I really in a place you know call the devil out on this and no, I'm like, not really about that life right now you know, you know? So, so I, I personally, I think that we should be much more, um, much more intentional about what we sing and how we sing it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should just. I think we should hold people accountable for the way they worship and for what they say when they worship as well. I, I even, I would even say, I would, I hold worship leaders accountable for the songs they pick they and pick lead the, in yeah. the congregation. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Mm. And how, okay, but how does one <laughs> does that affect? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> what do you mean? You're worship because you're a worship leader. So, 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 so I, I should be held, held accountable yeah. for the song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I, I, I'm very intentional about the songs that I pick. I don't just be picking any nonsense. <laughs> 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 There's there always like a thought process behind why I'm picking the songs, just to get people into the either get get to get get them in, in, into a place where they can worship God or if, if with the songs being in line with like the theme of what I know the sermon is going to be about so that's almost like it's just like a common thread throughout the service so, so, so that's what I try and do talking about keeping, keeping people accountable how does one keep people accountable to songs that they sing uh, I, I always start thinking of things as um, from a top down point of view if the you know if the pastor or whoever is preaching makes a point of when we sing we mean this or you know it just makes a point of it says establishes that it's it's of significance i think the members you know it sets a precedent and i mm. think the members will have that mindset as well and you know i think that in and of itself is a form of accountability because you know in the same way if your pastor says hey give and it will be given unto you or you know we're, we're taking a collection or we're taking a you know, tax and offering. Let's read Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> people tend to, you know, pe- people tend to hold each other accountable because it's been established that this is important to yeah. our church. And so, if um, if they're given a collection, like someone's asked me before, oh, you don't, you don't pay tax. Mm. I was like, I don't pay tax here. Did you actually say that? Yeah. And. <laughs> Because it was true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> At the time, it was just like, I don't, God's not saying I bring tights here because I believe tights are where you get your food. So, you know, where you get your food, you take your food there. No, but if um, you're in the church for that for, for that for that week, you, you, you're getting that food for that week at that church, no? Yeah, but then that's the point. I, I was there week after week, I was in your food. But... <laughs> <laughs> No, shame. I, I, I am not mentioning names. No, mention the names, I am not me- I No. With your chest, fam. No. Fam, you, you said my, not here. My, my chest has caved in. <laughs> Inwards. No. Um, so, like, because that church, it was important that you pay. It was important that you give. So, the members knew it was important. And, you know, they would have... They held you know, each other you'd, accountable. You'd have that, you know, yeah. you'd have the auction to come and ask me that. Um, Spark Nation, I imagine. You know, be shout to Spark. Where's, where's, where's your seat? Yeah, <laughs> mobilizers, next yeah, so third gen. Where they one know, K seat. Where, when they know that seeds are important, you know the members treat seeds because obviously God is indebted it, Matt. to the earth. <laughs> so your seed to pay. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I think if if 
talking about how we keep each other accountable. I think if the top down level they establish that the words that you say with your mouth are important. Um, mm. I would I, even push it a bit yeah. further, just, just the words, because it's like in my previous church, they were banging on about connect groups, like home groups and stuff like that. Ain't no one attending. Mm. You get the same homogenous sort of groups attending, so like the middle class folk would just go into the middle class, the, and like the the black ethnic people would just be like, "I'll pray for you, yeah," and then <laughs> keep it moving. But and so, I think it's not just talk, but there's like your activity kind of backs it, and not just that, but the culture of the church that you're building need, it needs to be woven into it to some degree. Um, now I feel like we can't hold you accountable to the songs you sing without holding you accountable to your heart towards God. Mm. So mm. it's like, for me to hold you accountable to the songs you sing is only an outflowing of your heart towards God in the first place. Mm. So you can sing whatever you want to sing, but if your heart isn't in a place where you're surrendered to God, then that's just a song. Mm. And we're mm. used to... He said, I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself, it's not what you, what you require. And it's like we're used to singing all of these secular that was songs. A good embed. That was a yeah, good embed. That was good. we're used to singing all of these secular songs mm. without actually enacting them. Yeah. They might evoke well. some sort of not uh, well, not everyone, but I wanna be a billionaire. Fam, that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relax. So it's like um, words, songs are almost just tickling us in the moment. Mm. Is is just something to kind of galvanize the moment mm. without being lived out but mm. in um challenging people's hearts towards god's and act the actual walk it's like cool in singing i'll bring you more than a song mm. right now you're singing so what else are you bringing or what do you intend to bring um what heart posture what what are you kind of giving up to god yeah. and stuff and like when jesus says um carry your cross like how is that actually impacting you yeah. um and so creating a culture in which we take not just God seriously but us walking after him seriously mm. while still relying on him to be able to do that in the first place yeah. um, and then we can be like alright cool how does this look in our marriages how does this look in our parenting mm. how does yeah. this look in our worship how does this look in our in our workplaces mm. in our recreation in our um, how we treat our bodies mm. and stuff like that and it's just like alright cool like it starts from just how like demonstrating a heart that is truly surrendered to God yeah. and then having that then impact the other areas. And so um, I, and I, this, this is almost always been my stance, but it's like, I don't particularly care about a person's calling or whatever. What I do care about is um, your relationship with God, knowing that that will impact your calling, impact everything else. And your calling is part of your relationship with God. Because mm. if God has called you to be a pastor, you only truly have the fullness of that relationship with God when you're walking in what he's called you to walk in. Mm. But it starts with that relationship with God. And mm. then it's almost the actions are kind of fleshed out out of your faith. Yeah. But your your actions almost reinforce your faith. Um, so yeah, I'm always like, all right, well, let's go back to what it is that you actually believe about God. So I think it was John John Calvin who says that he doesn't challenge people's behaviors, but he challenges why they think they can behave like that. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> what? Just carry on. Carry on. <laughs> He doesn't seem impressed with me at all today. Sorry? You, you, you don't seem impressed with me at all today. 
when did you think I was ever impressed with you? Mud. Wow. <laughs> you set yourself up for that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you set yourself up for that. There's concern about this guy's misconceptions out here. Cool. Nah. Um, what do you guys think about tongues being spoken in songs? Unless... In songs. In songs. Well, still, unless there's inter- interpretation, shut up. <laughs> Wish there aren't. Wish there aren't. Songs. <laughs> yeah, there aren't. But no. then you know what, yeah? Marley Music did it once, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Did he? Yeah, he's got a song on something. He's speaking in terms of like, what am I supposed to do here? But then surely, if with it being recorded, we can get all the interpreters to go listen to that song. Bro, this this is where it gets wild. <laughs> this is where... And see, what that actually said. Nah, but there, there was a, I think it was Kevin stage. Someone sent him a video of a man like praying on like TV and he was praying. It was going off in tongues and then he got a message. Fully in tongues, just yeah. reading and responding to the message. And, like, and then he started throwing in some, ah, uh, <laughs> you couldn't like the message couldn't wait no like is it that he's doing something very similar to what Robert's been doing this whole podcast just like (laughs) totally distracted and short paying attention Shandala (laughs) 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 that's good as you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no no no, I think because it's tongues are clear you know if if one speaks in tongues he edifies himself if um, unless interpretation there's, uh, when one prophesies, he edifies the church, and so like, even just speaking in tongues into the microphone, yeah, that get, really like, irritates why me. Why are you doing it? If really there's irritates no interpretation, me. Well, you're edifying yourself with amplification so that I can hear you edify yourself. What, what's the point? So what's just an interpreter present? Well, no, because those tongues come with an interpretation, so it could very well be, yeah, there's an interpreter present, but are they interpreting? If that makes well, sense. So, 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 so is there room given for them? So, so I think a person speaking tongues should be able to interpret their tongues as no, well? No no, 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 no. It could be you speak tongues and then most given the interpretation of mm. it. But that tongues that you speak comes with that interpretation. That makes sense. Like, yeah. If it's meant for all of us, God gives the tongues and the interpretation at yeah. the same time so that we all get it. Otherwise, you're just speaking in tongues, which is also good, but you're building up yourself, which is what you're supposed to do with it. But then don't do it into the mic. And mm. you're, you're just you're just allowing us to see you build yourself up. Or when people are praying for other people and then they're praying in tongues. Mm. I, I yeah. wonder like, well, yeah. what are you doing? Like, do you know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> almost like going to the gym and screaming as you're repping so everyone can see that you're repping. Yeah, you're just building up your muscles, not us. Amen. Um, Amen. <laughs> yeah, like I, I str- one thing. So Stephen and Levi, in one of his earlier songs, was like, "We can't enter a prayer circle and amen a prayer if we don't know what's been prayed for." Exactly. Yeah. I actually a lot of things I'm actually quite intentional, but I don't do that. I so it's like, if you're speaking in tongues, if you're speaking in tongues, and I don't know what you're praying for, I can't amen it. Yeah. No. She say thank you afterwards. I just look at you like, mm. <laughs> again, it goes, it goes to show how sometimes our culture is. Because there's sometimes, yeah, pastors preaching, they're preaching, and because of the church culture, it's like, you have to say amen every so-and-so so that we know that you're engaged. It's like, sometimes, <laughs> 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 visiting pastor at my mom's church, and he said, and if not, you will get sick, Amen. <laughs> and people were like amen and I was like amen to what he just said you're going to get sick why are you saying no, no, amen no no he said you're going, to, you're going to get sick if you don't do x y z no no it was silly but it was just like you're, you're saying 
No, it was what, what was the it was, the context was the a sentence ended with a negative. It wasn't like uh, it was because the sentence wasn't the end of what he was trying to mm. say. It was just part way through, and I was like. <laughs> That was a negative, and he said amen because that's just how they punctuate what mm-hmm. they're saying. I was like, no, don't amen to that. Finish what you're saying, bro. and then maybe be our amen. It's just bro. like, yeah. No, it's just I was like, amen. Like, yeah, 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 your mom's gonna die. Whoa, 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 whoa. no, no, yeah. I'm not gonna amen that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's so. Yeah, I, I find it difficult amening prayers mm. um, unless I know your character. Still, <laughs> unless I know your character, so there's certain people where I know that, like, so like aunties, like personal aunties rather than church aunties. <laughs> that sounds bad, but like I, I, I've, I've been with you, I've been in your house, I know you, and I know your good intentions for me and for mine. Mm. And so you're speaking in tongues, and I know that there, there is a, there is a genuineness behind your prayer for me, in which I can trust that, like, yeah. I can trust you with this. And also, I, I feel a bit iffy about this because it's like, also, if you pray against me, I don't believe God is going to answer that prayer. Mm. So if you're like, I pray in Jesus' name that your father will die. I can say amen. <laughs> Even though I won't, I could say amen. Because I know that you've just said nonsense and God is not going to honor your prayer. Mm. God is not going to honor your prayer. I mean, God's killed people's God is killed and everyone dies. So it's like, yeah, but it's like, that that was an extreme example. But <laughs> if you're just like car crash or whatever, like some stupid, just trying to whatever. And I say I feel iffy about it because I'm just like, I'm not saying amen because I agree with you, but I'm almost saying amen knowing that God's will is going to be done. Mm. But in saying that, I don't, I don't say amen to them things. Yeah. But I have confidence that your prayer is going to be null and void because it's against what God wants or what God is trying to do. Mm. And so you just wasted your time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So quickly before we round up, um, one thing that makes a good worship song? Sincerity and being spirit-led. Christ-centeredness. Okay. It's all about what's your, leader, what's your answer? Um, lyrics that don't contradict the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Hey, do you know oh what? Yeah, <laughs> I you have live tweet. I've live texted you guys some lyrics from church before. <laughs> oh. I've I've had. Well, I was I was about to say, um, Jehovah Witnesses would have something to say about that. The Mormons would have something to say about that. The Latter Day Saints are they the Mormons? Latter yeah, Day yeah. Saints, yeah. yeah. I just gave you two score, like. Different cults will, will bring up different... Oh, this doesn't contradict the Bible. Because mm. Jesus is not the son of God. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's not the second person of the Trinity. There is no Trinity, according to Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, to the golden scrolls and the golden tablet that the angel brought for the Native Americans. It's all good. <laughs> fam. It's nuts. All right, cool. Hookups? Hookups. I'll go first. Uh, so, propaganda. Mm-hmm. He and his wife actually have a podcast. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Shoba Rackers and, and his wife's got a podcast as well. Oh. Um, the Red Couch podcast. Um, yeah, they, they're, they're, very, they're very intellectual about stuff. Mm. Um, I think his wife's a doctor 
um, and he's obviously an activist in his own right. Um, but yeah, they they talk about like I've actually only listened to one episode, but I've downloaded like a whole bunch. Um, um, and, and yeah, it's, it's just if you listen to propaganda music, you know he's like politically active. Yeah. You know he's like very observant of the um, of the of black culture. And he married, I believe, a Mexican. Yeah. As well. So. And he's got white best friends. And he's got white best friends. And his mum was a Black Panther. <laughs> very good mix. Yeah. So he he's he's got a very unique perspective, and his wife being a doctor and being like Mexican herself, and you know being exposed to culture as well. Um, they they when they talk it, it's quite interesting. So yeah, Red Couch t- podcast um, is my hookup. Wherever you guys Red get your podcasts, Red Couch, yeah, mm. not not r- not Red Table. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, wherever you get your, get your podcasts, there it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, the few I've listened to, it's really good fun. Mine, yeah. I just got a switch. So mine is get a switch. Blah <laughs> <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> Get a switch. Like it's, it's actually bangers, isn't it? It's it's dope. It's actually dope. Like I'm think yeah, I've it's restructured my day. This is not a good thing. No 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 no. It's it is it actually is a very good thing for me. So it's it's actually like <laughs> like the switch has allowed me to demarcate times of relaxation every day. Is that what you're calling it? Done though. So it's like I wake up early, do my thing, then pick up later get Leia ready for school, drop her off, come back, plow through work, go school run again, pick her up, spend time with her, spend time with family, spend time with everyone, and then put Leia to sleep. Noah goes to sleep, spend some time with Gems, and then I literally, for like an hour or something, just unwind on the switch and then go to bed. Yeah. And so it's, it's helped me like demarcate, cool, cut off point now, I'm just going to chill with the family, spend some time on the switch after we move at 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever, just get some time to unwind from the day and just go sleep. Yeah. And it's great that it's something you can do with the family yeah. as well. Like my daughter was playing um, Mario Kart, and now as soon as she sees it, let's play Mario Kart. Before she had no interest in video games and like just just wanted to just cause havoc in the house, but now just contained on the switch. Mm. So before she wanted to like be active and physical. And no, she didn't. She didn't want to be active and be physical. She wanted to just. Sorry, she just wanted to watch her iPad. Watch my iPad. But now I'm, at least I'm, she's I'm engaged with. I'm the shots for no reason. <laughs> Don't worry. I buy. I buy it. When 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 your daughter hits three four, I buy her a switch. If if the new one isn't isn't out yet. But the thing is, I want her to code first. But she can code on the switch. Well, she can code in Minecraft and stuff like that. But no. Yeah. You I can get Minecraft on Switch. Yeah. I'm not getting her a switch, man. I'll get I her a switch. I, to go to and I will get my switch. And you can teach her how to, how to hack Me. into the switch. And like data mine switch. Fair we need people daughter. like that. Yeah, nah. Then people, we, they're we'll, the real we'll heroes. Be, we'll be coding first. We're coding traditionally first. I, w- I, want to make f- I want to make games out of some of the boring stuff early and trick her into thinking it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're, he's going to be one of them parents that tell their kids uh, cereal without sugar is good. It mm. tastes good. It, it is good. <laughs> it is good. That's the problem. I want Frosties. No, no. It's of the devil. Here's <laughs> <laughs> this Weetabix. <laughs> but I find Weetabix is banging though. You put, we put with sugar in it. Nah. Nah, I can't do it. Do you know what? Yeah, I, this, we, we're trading off. But um, in Ghana, I, um, I went to my mum's village with her and we made Weetabix on a traditional stove um, um, wood fire mm-hmm. but it was in an enclosure so the smoke got into the Weetabix ever since then I can't have Weetabix anymore smoky Weetabix smoky Weetabix uh. 
Is it nice? No. No, evidently. Smoky wheat a bit. Smoky wheat a bit. So it's not barbecue. That <laughs> <laughs> is it's smoked. It's smoked wheat. <laughs> like smoky bacon. Like, like no. This, smoked. This, this, like it didn't work. It just didn't work. And ever since then, I, I can't have wheat a bit. Maybe smoked it for too long. Maybe. So it's like now, like I can't. I need to have the wheat bits in the clumps and literally just chew it like that, rather than mashing it up into the thing. You mash up wheat bits. I used to. That's where you went wrong. No, the smoke is where we nah. went wrong. But now I need to literally just have the biscuits and just plow through the biscuits. Okay, cool. <laughs> so my hookup is a company um, called Surprise Cake. Um, you can find them on, on on Instagram. The Instagram is the Surprise Cake. And they're really cool. So they make these like like cakes where they, there's like a little thing in the center that pops up and you can put like a little prize inside the center of it. Looks really cool. Sounds expensive. It's like, it's like 70 pounds for the stand. Oh, sorry. That's not, that's not expensive. <laughs> it is. I want to be a billionaire. I told you. Man's <laughs> living it out. Man's living it out. 70 pound cakes, yeah. That's me. No, cake stand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but then it's reusable. Good for you. <laughs> That's such an African response. Good for you. But yeah, um, shout out to Root for the intro Archie music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the French UK. Email us at tbsfunsthotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the blacks for the apostrophe on all good podcasting websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes. Viber, no, it's not Viber. Viber. <laughs> What's it called? Stitcher. Stitcher, and them things there. I said Viber, the phone call app. Yeah. I wonder if Viber's been bought out by Facebook because it was similar to fa- um, WhatsApp. They wouldn't see it as a competition. No, I don't think so. It was like, right, if I be having competition. <laughs> cool, cool, whatever. Fam, this is Blacksmith's finest signing out. Blow. Hadouken. Okay.